everyone and welcome back to the Everything Coincidental podcast. It's no coincidence you're here. I'm Abby and as always I'm joined with Fee. Hey everyone. And uh, today we're joined by our friend Kieran from the Jibber Jabber podcast who is a wildlife biologist. No. <laughs> our favourite. We talk about <sighs> Kieran in every episode now. <laughs> it seems that way. I've been listening for a while and um, I, get, I get brought up quite a bit. <laughs> You've replaced Ronnie. Now it's Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> not we're not stalking you. No, no. <laughs> By all means, I'm not that exciting. <laughs> so today we Don't thought. <laughs> today we thought we would uh, ask Kieran about some paranormal things. What, like a scientific excla- exclamation explanation, <laughs> could be for like orbs and ghosts and all that sort of thing, and what, like we think is the like woo-woo kind of explanation and then what Kieran personally believes because even though he's a scientist he does believe in some of this stuff so I've been looking forward to this <laughs> yeah yeah me too me too actually it's nice to get a bit of a little bit of both sides of the fence um, yeah do you have anything you want to start with Fee or um, let's start with Let's just start with the ghosts because I feel like that's probably the one that people try to scientifically prove the most. Yeah, I would mm. say. So, what do you think the scientific reasoning or whatever evidence is behind the ghosties or paranormal type ghost events? <laughs> uh, okay, so do you mean mm. ghosts as in terms of spirits or? ghost as in like paranormal events because those are two different things why okay, don't we both oh, why don't we start with paranormal events go with that one first okay right, yeah. okay um that's a bad question actually i don't know why i said that because i suppose because the thing is if, if potentially depending on the actual activity itself it could you know be you know physical parameters uh, altering your sense of perception you know it's mm-hmm. something that you guys spoke about like we've spoke about to death as well is the high uh, electromagnetic fields can alter your uh, cognitive functions to an extent where it's easier to hallucinate um, but that doesn't then quite overlap with multiple people experiencing the same thing Mm-hmm. especially yeah. when there's no emf detected you know so the physical parameters in that sense can can give an explanation to an extent but i will go with the fact that i fully believe it um i've been an avid believer for a long time long long time and i've seen my fair share of rather unusual things to be able to discredit it so I would go with that. Uh, yeah, one of the yeah. I suppose the best example for for paranormal events to be that is either mass hysteria is sometimes one as well, in which a, a large percentage of a population due to stress and per this power of suggestion can think that they have witnessed something that was ordinary but unusual. And when you combine those two together 
and with suggestion of something that you're not aware of to say actually yeah but that could have been a ghost then everybody goes i seen a ghost did you see a ghost i'm sure i seen a ghost it was definitely a ghost over there um which i realize is also a really horrendous way to almost discredit a lot of sightings mm-hmm. because it's what some things get put down mm-hmm. to you know oh but you only think that because you were told that it was a ghost well that's just not true <laughs> you've seen a ghost yeah you know you've seen a ghost uh, which is the most irritating thing about it is even from you know an, an analytical point of view i still know what i've seen and just because i can analyze it and, and try and rationalize it i still know what i've seen it makes no difference whether i think it is or not so I think that's the answer. I'll give you that answer for that, for the at least the the events. Um, but I suppose the 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 leading spirit um, answer um, is probably just the weight of the soul from a scientific perspective. Oh yeah, you bring this up all the time. It baffles me though. <laughs> it, it really yeah. doesn't. It's something that I think is not talked about enough mm-hmm. um so basically the idea is that a living person uh, when they die has a, a specific weight and um, that is lost the moment after death and it doesn't well obviously i was gonna say it doesn't matter how you die if your body suddenly goes you know find those Finding that weight is going to be a bit challenging. Mm-hmm. But people that have died in a medical perspective in which you're um, able to measure the before and after, uh, which is regularly done, especially people with, with illnesses, that, that their weight is a big portion of that. Um, you know, if you, if you have... I don't want to pick an illness in particular, but, you know, I'm going to go down the route of um, like metabolic... Uh, activities that where you have to fluctuate what is what has been eaten in order to balance expenditure really really well to stop yourself from going into metabolic crashes then there your weight is being so heavily monitored that you can detect small minor changes and with that person was then to die within a stable environment you could then check the aftermath and the the weight that has been studied endlessly um, is 21 grams Mm-hmm. and that 21 grams doesn't alter obviously again varied circumstances of how you die but that weight leaves everybody's perspective so i think that that weight because it just goes and when you start to combine different theories together like the theory of of um, thermodynamics which isn't really a theory i suppose is a practiced uh logic but is that energy cannot be made nor destroyed which is the third law of thermodynamics uh, which is the founding principles of physics within the, the the whole universe that we know of that might change don't going to say it is because i'm called out a liar in the future but like you said it's wrong uh, but at the moment those are our, our understandings and the fact that the energy cannot be made nor destroyed it only changes state means that those 21 grams don't just vanish you know they have to go somewhere and whether that's conscious um like a conscious physical state 
that is transferred into then well not even transferred it would just then leave the physical body but that that weight and that conscious entity still holds mass which makes me wonder how people are able to detect things touching them because it physically has mass it's mm -hmm. a measurable feeling and it's a measurable thing especially when if something's moving or if you physically get touched or pulled or you know whatever then that's a weight being forced upon you that you're able to feel the differences and i wonder if that's that 21 grams that's lost once people die it's interesting i don't know again the, like this is my background research and wondering of what's going on but um when i put two and two together that's kind of where i get five yeah do you know of this just reminds me of in hinduism they cremate their bodies and they believe when like their the body's being cremated and the skull cracks the soul leaves and then goes to another body so that what you're sick kind of saying there kind of reminded me of that because obviously but hinduism they believe in like reincarnation and stuff like that rather than mm. like well i mean there's nothing i'm not saying anything against reincarnation christ i'm a biologist it's, it's the one of the almost guaranteed factors of life like physical energy has to be going somewhere and when you die and say you get buried you have to be eaten yeah and then you get eaten and then that energy transfers so to me reincarnation is just a continuation of that but it's a reincarnation of thought rather than physical matter mm -hmm. except in this instance that doesn't quite weigh up pun intended because no. the, 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 the the physical thought somehow now has mass um which yes because then that would be that then that soul would then enter the new body and continue on from there which is why it's technically never lost it's just a continual cycle of regeneration think it's hard to it's hard to wrap your head around i get what you're saying though like... but yeah to be fair like i spent a long time reading about this and even then sometimes i just like I, I, I can't, I, can't I, I, I try really hard to try and fathom a, a quantifiable answer and even then sometimes it's just not it's not there you know it's not that I don't believe in it and I don't I don't I can't abide by it but again you, you one of the things that you guys are very potent on is spirituality in general which is a measurable thing in terms of emotion because you can measure emotion mm. emotional changes during meditation you can measure blood chemical changes um, your brain chemistry changes during meditation so those are physical things that you can measure so now all you're doing is combining that with the theory of an afterlife but now that afterlife is somehow just this little middle section Whereas you've been you've been one thing, you're going to do something else, but you fancy a little change in the middle. It's so one thing in that case I wanted to ask you, if you're talking about energies and stuff, is you know how you hear people saying if you change the your energy or the vibe you're putting out, that then attracts better things. So law of attraction basically. So do you believe or think that that is a legit thing? So if I change my energy, can I really attract all these like good people? You know all that sort of thing because i do to an extent believe in it because i do feel um, things i've done i'm like you know 
if I hadn't done that, then maybe these people wouldn't have appeared. But maybe that's just in my head. No, I wouldn't say it's in your head. Okay. Um, oh, that's nice. Thanks. <laughs> no, you're, you're not crazy not, yet. You've not, not lost yet. it yet. You've not lost it yet. <laughs> uh, no, the, the, the thing with law of attraction um, or that idea of... Like raise your vibration or something. Yeah, there's different ways to kind of. They all kind of mean the same premise of changing Mm. your. Same with the idea of that if you change your mental outlook to focus on positives rather than negatives, you then start Mm. to notice more positive events and positive potential events than focus on the negative ones. Mm -hmm. Law of attraction is the same principle as that you would, you know, you have these things coming towards you, but is it it's partially to do with that but it's partially to do with now the fact that's what you're focusing on everything else is still happening there's still a pile of stuff going on around you that isn't as positive as what you would want but you're not focusing on that you're more determined to see i want to see the happy things i want to i want to meet the people that benefit me i want to see the potential scope that that makes my day slightly better than what it was yesterday but the things that were just as bad yesterday are still there today but you're not focusing on them as much But <laughs> when it comes to putting that into a spiritualistic sense, when you say about like your vibrational tenures um, or like your energy field, your chi, or all these kind of things, mm-hmm. again, those are slightly different because it's not just a thought process, it's a full belief. Because it's not just about thinking, right? If I think about this, it'll be okay. It's a full on belief mechanism that there is no alternative it is that and therefore it happens but again that could potentially be it's happened because you've thought about it and that's what you focused on even subconsciously your conscious and subconscious brain work they do work dependently of each other but they can also work independently and your con subconscious brain can make decisions and feed them into your conscious conscious um, like visions of the brain to make you make certain decisions that you've already pre-programmed into yourself that you want to make without knowing you want to make them. Mm-hmm. It's um mm-hmm. you know, like say you want to go you want to go walking more often, right? And the moral of the story is you want to go outside and you want to go walking more often. You don't know how you're gonna do it, but you know this is what you're gonna do. You know you're gonna start next Monday. So come Thursday or Friday, the week before you're due to start and you're out in a shop and you see a new pair of shoes that look potentially good for everyone, your brain tells you, well, I've got a plan of what I want to do. This is how I get there by purchasing these. And I can wear them, which will make my walking more availability and of higher quality than if I didn't have them. So therefore, you've already started to think of ways to make your plan happen. But from a spiritualistic side of things, I don't know how you can put the two of them together because again it's a full-on belief mechanism like mm-hmm. when you say that you change your perspective and your your vibrations things like that you do tend to attract a certain type of person or a certain type of event whether or not you think about it whether again whether that's subconscious or not i don't know but it just seems to be that it is entirely possible to do mm-hmm. by wanting it and whether that's universal um, again, universal law of attraction through varied uh, quarks now I was going to say atoms, but there's smaller things now there's quarks and there's, there's smaller particles than that 
mm-hmm. um, of individuality and individual manifestation within each of them through their interactions with each other, you can alter how your day-to-day activities change. You can't change them enough to all of a sudden to become a fish, but <laughs> there are certain parameters which you can change to change your perception of what you're seeing. And that is enough to to go down the route of belief that you have manifested this event. <sighs> cool. Yeah. Fuck, that was a long explanation. Yes, <laughs> I, I believe in it and I, and I do, I fully abide by it. Um, it's something that I have started to do a lot more in the last couple of years is really focus on positive things and my life has drastically got better because of that yeah. and I've been able to pinpoint specific moments I've gone had I not thought of this or had I not had this conversation it would never have got to the level it's at so yeah. you know yeah. I mean in fact the, the podcast doing is one of them had I never had that conversation with Kevin co-host of the Jerry Dower podcast I've never had that conversation with him I would never have thought of the idea of doing a podcast and then the idea of doing the podcast with him would never arose and then we've never met you guys and then I wouldn't be here you know so those chain of events all happened because one day I was walking past him and thought you sound like a really cool guy I'm going to talk to you mm-hmm. but if I was in a different mood that day if I was in a bad mood or if I was just I was too busy and I didn't have time opportunity gone yeah but because i wanted something out of that day whether it was i don't know what it was but i wanted something to make my life better that day subconsciously my brain thought well that guy looks quite similar you have got similar interests off of an immediate judge reaction of a chat see where it goes a year later and here we are yeah (laughs) yeah that's super cool i love love that. that You're such a sweetie. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I had something I wanted to ask you about, which isn't one we briefed you on before, but I'm just curious. Hit me. Um, so I I don't I'll tell you the story later because I don't feel comfortable sharing it on the podcast at Fair. this point. But I've had a very like profound experience with a medium regarding to someone who has passed away and to me like there's no other explanation for it but I'm wondering what like scientific people would think is the explanation for mediums and if they think they're just complete frauds or if there's something to it that could be that they're tapping into something that other people can't like what is the situation there um I mean, first of all, I want to say as well, I don't speak for the entire scientific community when I discuss these things. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yes, I'm not, you, you do. Know, I'm not like the head of the head of science for paranormal research. Like, then why um, are you here? Why? Yeah, you liar. You told as you were. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, from what I've had in terms of communication with people and and talking about things, I would say that generally speaking mediums as as a whole i'm very cautious of how i say these things for about upsetting people (laughs) generally is a load of shit (laughs) however Mm -hmm. and i say that because you can become very very good at judging somebody's behavior judging somebody's reactions like i mean like minuscule reactions as like a slight twitch of the mouth 
or a left eye blinking and not a right. Or if you're in a conversation with somebody and you're having a really good conversation and they look to the left more often than not, the chances are they're probably lying to you. And um, it's little behavioral tricks like that. So you can learn all of these things to become really good at, at judging human interaction, which means from a general mediumship reading, and I only say that because I've had a couple and they have got nothing from me right nothing at all and the things that they've said to me haven't been specific enough to be correct other than being incredibly general now i'm not going to discredit your profound experience and the reason why i say that is because there's different elements of being an animal that i think sometimes humans are forgot that that's what we are mm-hmm we have incredibly good intuition. We have an incredibly good gut reaction or gut instinct or whatever you want to call it. Instinct's probably the best way to describe it. And those animalistic tendencies, which you generally can't explain, but you know you know the answer. You can have a conversation with someone and know straight away something good's going to happen to you, something bad's going to happen to you. You know, all of these things. Um so I, I think that there's there's people who either through practice or through potential upbringing who weren't told um, no, essentially. Or not weren't told no, but weren't told not to uh, uh, go with those thought processes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a strict and narrow, no, this is what you think and nothing else. If you're allowed to explore that as a kid... Um, then I think it's a possibility to, to expand on that ability to have good intuition and good um, judgment of a person without being without reading them. Yeah. And also, there's another thing of hive mentality, which was a thing that was that was kicking around when um, a recent uh, virus struck the planet, and it's basically this mm-hmm. notion um, that humans struggle innately without being part of a clan now clans a loose term for for groups of people um but we struggle to be individual because we lose the connectivity to other people just determine how you can be really close with your partner husband wife best friend whatever and know what they're thinking now that hasn't been a medium that isn't mediumship that's just understanding how a person thinks so well that you can judge what's happened in the last 30 seconds and know what they're going to tell you you know they've ran into a room with a smile on their face you can almost roughly work out what they're going to say and that's just through the mentality of understanding a person that you've been so connected with a medium doing that for you though is a different story and I don't discredit it because I know too many people that have had experiences that they couldn't explain, that nobody else has known, that there's no way that you could guess. But because it hasn't happened to me personally, there's a part of me that's both jealous and vengeful. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think that it's entirely crap because there's too many people that I fully trust and believe that have told me that this happened and it changed their life. And I believe them more than I believe the people that have tried to do it to me. 
And it maybe just so happens that this person that I've gone to speak to or has spoke to me, whatever, I haven't connected with them on an instantaneous level from human to human. And maybe it has that you might well have done with the spiritual music you have. There could be some connection distantly, whatever. And the annoying thing as well is human thought is so complicated and so complex that trying to understand how you actually think about something isn't just a case of you just, well, you think about it. Well, how do you do that though? And once you start really questioning how thought works, thinking of how somebody else thinks is almost impossible. But judging how somebody else potentially will think now becomes easier because you're not thinking of how they think. You're thinking about what might potentially make them think that way. And so there's a weird kind of twist where you can basically <laughs> basically <laughs> I don't I don't discredit it because it's it, I, I hope I really hope that it's true um, through a biological sense of hive mentality alone mm-hmm. and shared memory through basically all being the same fucking species yeah. that despite how different we all are we're all well there must be a couple that aren't uh, there's a few gremlins kicking about but like, other than that humans are all the same we have the same genetic makeup we have the same species yes we have different fractal dna through ancestral history but our genetic makeup is the same so therefore thought parameters are more or less the same and therefore if you can connect with that person somehow you would be able to give them a shared experience in theory <laughs> hasn't happened to me but if it's happened to you again you're another person that i'll believe yeah i'll send you a voice note or something about it later and see what you think because yeah. i'd be interested yeah absolutely I'm, I'm really i'm really intrigued i think one of my favorite things about you kieran i know we're talking about you again and that's not the point of this episode but <laughs> one of my favorite things is the, fact, <laughs> is the fact that you are an actual scientist but you are more than happy to believe and prove the more um, wacko um, <laughs> uh, beliefs and all this sort of thing, you know, I think that's great. So a lot of scientists would be like, no, if you can't prove it with hard facts, then the possibility of exi- of it existing is zero. So yeah, thank you for being the best. Welcome. No, I mean, like, you're right in a sense, like, that, that generally yeah. scientists believe that, like, if I can't, if I can't prove it, it can't happen. Mm-hmm. But the alternative to that is disprove yeah. it then. And yeah. you can't, you can't, you physically cannot disprove exactly. something. It can't be done. You can disprove a potential theory by proving something else to be correct. But that doesn't disprove it. It just moves on. Mm-hmm. It becomes the more regularly believed system. So, yeah, no, I, I, I am a full, avid believer. And wholeheartedly do i think that most of these things are batshit crazy and genuinely probably shouldn't exist yeah oh yeah hell yeah (laughs) but do i believe it absolutely yeah like absolutely um and that goes that goes for for ghosts it goes for um cryptozoology which fascinates me to no end being a biologist anyway um so yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. UFOs, aliens, um, 
like just all of those like it just I, I i get that they sound ridiculous and they are my god i can't help but love it <laughs> no it's yeah, nice exactly. i like it well since since you mentioned that cryptozoology is obviously what i wanted to move on to and so Tell. obviously it'd be me i want to talk about sasquatch to you <laughs> absolutely <laughs> jumping off my seat yep. um, go for it so, <laughs> if, if someone came up to me and they were like um you can have all the freedom you want in your life or you can have a, a spiritual experience with a sasquatch i would hands up take the sasquatch experience straight away because i fully believe it's a magic monkey that jumps between different realms and it's just really cool so what i want to know is do you think it's just a primate or do you think it's a magic monkey that jumps between realms do you think it has a connection to ufos what do you think and i know we've spe- spoken about this before but i want it i want it now <laughs> um yeah i mean like yes. i guess i guess ecologically um there is potential for a realm of similar ecologically significant species be them primates be them more on the humanistic side of things um there was doing wrong there were several different branches of human evolution um so you know i think there's a big possibility of that and the reason why i think there's a big possibility of that is because there's sightings and beliefs over the entire planet through multiple different ecological habitats now usually an isolated population of a species wouldn't exist in multitude of habitats because it wouldn't have it wouldn't have basically been able to habituate to them quick enough without but through survival but the fact that there's so many widespread sightings and stories and folklore and fully credible people that abide by it um i think it's entirely possible so i'm gonna go with the magic monkey theory um do i think they are entirely magic monkeys that jump between realms and have spiritualistic tendencies and stick up to aliens god i hope so and yes. i do i do i really hope so um and I know that, that we've spoke about this in the past and we had a fairly extensive argument with Kevin who just clearly didn't fucking listen. Um, that yeah. we... <sighs> there's a lot that I can't understand and a lot of it is to do with their perceived behaviour mm-hmm. and physical traces or their innate function within a habitat. Because ecologically speaking aside from humans who decided to remove ourselves from that you have to provide a function to be sustainable within that habitat or if not you basically get killed off and you don't come back so therefore they have to provide some sort of function but if they're genuinely able to jump between planes and maybe they are what we become in a few thousand years right which is a theory i have heard very recently actually i must tell it maybe then that function doesn't apply to this realm. The function may be in the higher realm, and maybe actually they're just caretakers of what we are doing now, and they've just come back to check on our earlier 
development to make sure our early development doesn't fuck up the possibility that we become them later on. So, I, yes, I drastically hope that that is true, but I do, I actually, I must admit, I do believe the possibility um, because there's so many people that, that whose fundamental ideas I couldn't disagree with. And as a, as a general cryptid, they're one of the more believable anyway, because there's things that existed not too long ago in an ecological timeline that looked pretty much identical to them. There's things like skunk apes, which were like eight, nine foot, basically vertical orangutans, essentially. But, you know, and they only went extinct not too long ago, but there's potential theories or sightings that this is what these are in the south of Florida. Um, And yeah, okay, humans have explored a hell of a lot of the earth, but we're not there all the time. Yeah, and this is the bit that really gets yeah. me is, is is from an environmental perspective. Yes, you can say you've been to a habitat and you know what it looks like, but as soon as you turn your back, something else can change, and that's why you need to either set up shop and stay there, or go back so often that you're able to create a potential outcome based on so many denominations of fact. Now, there's so many uh, mind-boggling uh, theories. And one of them is that something only exists. I can't remember what it's called, I don't remember. But some of the theory is that something only ever exists because somebody remembers it's there. Now, if you pass something down through story, but nobody tells that story for a long time until randomly one day you're sat in the kitchen and all of a sudden you went, I was told that story when I was like four years old. Where'd that come from? Boom, all of a sudden, whatever that story was about suddenly exists again. Now, there's too many potentials and too many outlandish theories for it not to be true in my head because if something was if something was so fake then it would have died a death by now but like the you know the older ones are like you know the yays and the himalayas it's such an old folklore and such an old story that if it wasn't people would know by now but it's still an avid thing and it's still you know potentially seen it's still all these things so yeah, I, I go with it and I go with their significance is more than what we perceive it as just because your perception is only what's been explained to you. Yeah, you made me so happy. I can't believe that one day I'm going to be a magic monkey. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> well, uh, this is, to be fair, that, that theory actually I heard not too long ago. Um, Why didn't you send us a message straight away? Now you're getting a row publicly on this episode. Because I knew this was coming. You're saving it for your reaction. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. No. No. I will talk, see what you talk about earlier on about um, law of attraction. Now, I have never had so many Bigfoot, Yeti, Sasquatch videos, um, links, programs, all that stuff thrown at me until we spoke about it, and then it happens almost every day since. You talk about law of attraction. It happens. Because ever since then, I have been inundated with them. And it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, Mm -mm. but it's just, it's something that never really cropped up or again, did it and I didn't really pay attention to it. And now it's constantly in my head. But since then, and it's a really weird tangent I'm going to go off for, but see, since then, I've went back and I've listened to both episodes we did when you guys came on our podcast and we came on yours. 
Technologically, both of them are screwed. So many things went wrong. So many things. And generally speaking, in a normal podcast, you have one or two you know, technical glitches and that's about it. But there were so many. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of plays into the conspiracy part of my head that's going, they know. They know. Oh my God, don't. Don't get us started on that. Come on. <laughs> Now look, like I, I said, believe. just because I'm a scientist doesn't mean I don't like outlandish theories. Oh yeah, I fully believe <laughs> that one day we'll all go and we'll see a Sasquatch, and it'll be fantastic. I'm not against Agreed. that. Not against that at all. I mean, it's, let's be honest. When our when our, when we finally take this show on the road, we're going to see some cool stuff. Oh yeah, we absolutely <laughs> are. So yeah, I mean like. So what? So on that then, what? What's been your most recent development in that in that field then? From from a, a, a Scasswatch Yeti, Bigfoot. Um, actually, fair enough. I also just learned of another one, um, in India. I think <gasps> basically Bigfoot, right? I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was India. I need to re-listen to it. But it was basically, it was in, it was a Bigfoot, but they're tiny. They're basically like, um, like little foot. Is that what we're calling it? Well, but no, because then we'll get done for Disney from copywriting. But basically, <laughs> I, no, they they're basically that, but like a lot smaller. Um, I think then, I've seen pictures. They're like little hairy men, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Wild co- men is that not them? Well, no, because that's like the wee free men, and they were they were up in Scotland and all these things. Many references <laughs> in one day, but. Um, no, like they're basically, I think, equivalent to like the pygmies of Africa. Oh. But if if that tribe were Sasquatches, and it's like a belief thing as well. Again, it's believed that that's where they are. So that was another. I'm going to call them race of Bigfoot. I think yeah. I'm going to go with yeah. um, that. I didn't know existed until like two days ago. Uh, I didn't know it was even discussed until about two days ago. Um, so, what's been your most recent development in terms of those, those, those ventures? I don't think I've had any, but I was talking to my dad about Bigfoot, and they went, "Oh, Bigfoot's not real, but the Yeti is." <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Right, see that? Here's here's my issue. <laughs> Here is my issue with that. I think that. There's di- like you've said there's basically different a different race of Bigfoot in India, right? That's kind of what that is that you're saying. Yeah. <clears throat> Which makes sense because there's different races of people, so there's gonna be different races of Sasquatch type things. So yeah. Sasquatch could be the magic monkeys, right? But Yetis could be the big dumbasses that are like really vicious and these little Indian big feet <laughs> could be something else. You know what I mean? So saying you can't that would be like saying Scottish people exist, but Irish people don't exist. If you, you know, if you're putting it in that sort of context. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and I can understand. Tell your daddy wrong. But the thing is, I can get, I can get the, oh, not that I'm going to go start slagging your dad now, Abby, but, (laughs) but from a closed minded, or if you, if you don't believe in something perspective, right? If you, if you really don't believe in it, and if you were to think that a human being happens to be, like how we are right mm-hmm. structurally whatever and then all of a sudden you were to go and meet um either the some of the inuit tribes 
mm-hmm. or the pygmy tribes in Africa or the ones in the Congo or anything like that, all of a sudden, your perception of what a human is is no longer valid to fit this bill. Yeah. So therefore, Bigfoot, which exists in a forest and all these things, well, there's no mountains, there's no snow, they're not eating people, they're not eating all the goats, so therefore it can't be real. But the Yetis are. Yeah. But they're the exact, they're the, just situationally different and have adapted to that climate. Exactly. Well, exactly. So I find that I, I understand where that might come from. Um, I don't agree with it, but I get I get the notion. <laughs> and this wasn't, by the way, this wasn't me saying all oh, human beings are the same. Everyone no. is individually different. And we all have <laughs> our unique preferences. I'm just saying that from a, a sheerly aesthetic purpose, standing one person against the other, you will notice the differences. And if you vision of one against the other, you will not see the other person as being the same. Yeah. That was my purpose of that statement. <laughs> you said it much better than me. I get, in a, I get in a lot of trouble for saying things that are probably mm. <laughs> You're fine. Well, uh, I'll need to, I'm going to India later this year, so I'll keep out my out for the little feet. Please do. The little, um, <laughs> the little feet. Bring me one back, please. <laughs> Stuff it in my suitcase. Oh, absolutely. You're coming with me. <laughs> absolutely. Natewu is what they're called. N-I-T-T-A-E-W-O were said to be a small tribe of small Bigfoot or Yeti-like humanoid cryptids native to Sri Lanka. My bad, not India. Uh, there are there is something in India though similar. There to is. That. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, no, they're they're Indonesian, uh, but you're right. There is definitely there is one in India. Um, well, the Yeti is kind of like pretty India. much. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much on the border, isn't it? Yeah. And Himalaya. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, so there, yeah, there you go. There's my there's my perspective on it. Very cool. Well, I'm happy with it. Yep. <laughs> Shall we end it on UFOs then? Because I don't know if we've talked all that much about UFOs with you, actually. Not really, actually. No. Right. No. On you go then. Just just go for it. Say any and all thoughts about UFOs. Oh God, I could be here for hours. And aliens so not, as well. I'm... Not just UFOs, but aliens as well. Oh, okay. 100%. Condense it into your top three points because I have an idea for us for a later episode. So don't use all your information now. Okay. Top three points. Um, 100% plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because through complete observation of what we can physically see of the universe there is too much potential for us to be the there's too much potential for us to be the only intelligent life forms it physically cannot be the case it's there's too much potential for other availability so i will go with that and i'm going to talk about the fact just before i'm going to actually explain why i think that that is impossible and and it's to do with the notion of black holes um which recently has sort of altered the perception of what is physically possible because of a telescope that that was been studying a black hole um absorbing a star um and as obviously as uh, you don't know black hole as it absorbs star light basically is sucked into this mass density to the point where light cannot escape 
because the gravitational force is too big. So it becomes darker, but light is always just kind of there. And then a while later, uh, it was seen doing something that black holes have never been known to do. And that was basically regurgitating the star. It basically threw it back up, right? And there was a guy uh, explaining the notion of how big the universe actually potentially is. Um, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson, actually. Um, and basically was saying that we have an infinite amount of galaxies and stars and planets within this solar system or within this universal plane that we know of. But within that is an infinite number of black holes. But we don't know what's within a black hole. So within that black hole potentially could be an infinite number of universes with an infinite number of black holes, with an infinite number of And that number just keeps on going. Yeah. So with that perception alone, there's no way that we are the only lucky organisms to survive. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and breathe. Uh, another good point. Let me go. What we're going to go with? I'll go with the big ones, actually. I'm going to go with the big ones. Area 51, 100% go with it. Yeah. Um, mm. I, 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 Bob Lazar. Oh yeah. Um, if you don't know, who, if you don't know who he is, is a basically an American. I think he was an astro scientist, astrophysicist, or engineer, something along those lines. That was basically roped into working at Area Fifty One, and basically came out and spoke about all of this stuff that he was talking about. Do lie test test to prove that he wasn't lying, telling the truth, all these things. Go and watch some of his stuff and listen to what he talks about. Yeah, it's amazing. Blows my mind. Um. Now, I do believe that there's other things happening, like, you know, military testing and all these potential technological instruments that are taken away from the public that we don't know about. I mean, look how quickly drones, accessible 4x4 quadcopter drones, just appeared in the general public market so every idiot can have one, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. how long were they around before everyone knew about them? You know, so all of these kind of things I totally get. And then you get all the potential abductions and sightings and... And this is where I, I kind of potentially get upset some people. Is that I think it's possible if you're going to be abducted, you're getting probed. <laughs> yeah. Now, the reason why I say that is because the first thing we do as biologists when we find a new species is kill it, take it apart, and see how it works. Yeah. Now, if you have the ability to take it apart and see how it works without killing it, You've basically just probed it and chucked it back in the water. But we do it with fish. We could, we could be fishing and pull out a fish, have we look at it, play around with it, take the food out of its mouth, give a little kiss, throw it back in. What the hell is that saying to its other fish pals? Because it doesn't, because fish don't know that there's another life out with the water. They have no concept of that. So, so we are the fish. So we are the fish. So, yes. Uh, obviously there's so many more things and there's so many, like, we've covered um, the Deckman Law uh, abduction and uh, case, we've covered a lot of stuff there, we've covered some UFO sightings in general I I am totally on board, there's a few places in particular I'd love to talk about and I'd love to go to, I want to go to Skinwalker Ranch I want to go to Stardust Ranch Um, those are places I want to go to and I want to think about things effectively in those places 
as a general overview of my take on UFOs, humans generally suck. And mm. we really are not as advanced as we think we are. Because if we actually are, and and we think we're far more intelligent than everything else, technically we're actually only just slightly more intelligent brain size matter wise um as dolphins dolphins didn't build shit so who's the smarter one you get to live your life as a dolphin or you have to go work in a shop who was the smart one dolphins well there you go dolphin yeah so that's the thing so really we're not as far as we are and there's another thing oh this is another topic to go down a rabbit hole but (laughs) technological Mm -hmm. advancements aren't as far ahead as what we think they are because phone, my phone's up there, right? Phones came out, what? Quite a while ago. I mean, I mean, I mean I'm not talking like, the, the, I'm not talking like attached to your back phone, but like a decent sized flip phone mm-hmm. that was what? Early, late, mid, mid 2000s, something along yeah. those lines. In reality, what's changed since then? Well, exactly. I always think about this. Like, there was, I feel like there was a point where technology moved really fast, and since yes. then it's progressed, but very kind of yeah. slowly. Not much since mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Actually, ironically enough, Michaela and I today were in the uh, Natural History Museum in Edinburgh because um, we, we happened to find ourselves in Edinburgh and we came across Dolly the Sheep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 1996. scientists were able to clone cell structure to create a living sheep Mm -hmm. what the hell's changed since then or what's changed since then that we don't know about they've definitely cloned people like well there was a whole thing there's a whole there's a whole thing about that of conspiracies of of music artists one of them being an absolute twat of a man (laughs) who uh, has changed his name too many times and frankly doesn't deserve the voice he got but um mr west by the way yeah. uh <laughs> about well he he's you know he came out and said that he was cloned and you know there's all these people and why would you clone him for the love of god <laughs> if you could clone anyone why if you could him? clone anyone come on david attenborough if you're gonna do anybody do, do the world a favor <laughs> yeah. but you know so like in terms of ufos yes there is a massive possibility uh, that they are exist because our technology either is far greater than what we should be or we are so far behind that we don't even know we're that far behind and maybe that's because humans technically haven't existed for very long yeah we're not been around for that long so yeah I mean there's too many oh god you go down so many rabbit holes um there's too many potential ancient alien theories um for them not to exist put it that way yeah yeah um and if the government is or governments in general are telling you no 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 don't don't be looking into that it's not real don't worry about this stuff it's probably real to be honest yeah. with you yeah it's probably real um so yes, I will go with the notion that, that to me it is an entire plausibility and we haven't got a clue. Or we do and we don't get told. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's my final thought. Love it. I mean, I, you know, I, what, what's, what's, what's your favourite point on them then? You used to be able to condense it into three, and sadly that was condensed, but like through a rabbit hole. What's your favourite potential point on UFOs then? Or aliens in general? One of mine is, this is such a random one, but I watched a show when I was really young and they were talking about crop circles and they were like trying to like imitate how somebody could have been doing it by hand as like a prank or whatever. And like there was no way that they could physically do it without breaking the crops. Whereas any crop circle that's ever happened, everything is still intact and it's been done in a certain way. And that to me is like, well, if they've proven that it can't be done by hand, then obviously it's something else that's creating it. That's something that's maybe not my favourite point, but it's one that always sticks with me and it boggles my mind a little bit. Crop circles are really interesting. Yeah. Um I heard a guy uh, talk about them as well as like, what if it's just a language and that's how they write? Ooh, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Fee, um, what about you? I think for me is the fact if you know if something like aliens do exist then everything else that i kind of believe in there's no reason why it doesn't exist so that means magic could be real because i mean if little weird gray guys can exist then why can't magic so yeah <sighs> yeah although <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, if, like little grey men or whatever they are that jump about different universes mm. with all this tech can exist and they can do all those all these different things and potentially build things like the pyramids, but that's another conversation. All that sort of thing, then why yep. why can't Sasquatch be real? Why can't dragons be real? You know, you could just go down and down a rabbit hole. I think dragons existed. Yeah, me too. Hell yeah. You know, I, I, th- I think that's one thing in Dragons exists. No, I think you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, I know. I, am. Um, I, know. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, given given the fact that given the fact that you know that this is all just a simulation anyway. Um, it's like the Truman Show. It's ah! all programmed. You can be programmed to to believe what you're told to believe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, totally get that. Totally get. Yeah. That. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh. I'm so glad you came on with us. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Apologies that I kind of went on a couple of rambles there, but oh no, not um, at all. I tried to, uh, I tried to not, <laughs> but I really suck at not talking. No, you're <laughs> interesting, so it's fine. Yeah. Like if you were just talking about crap, then we'd maybe be annoyed, but you're fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Welcome. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. Um, well, everyone, it's make been sure a genuine you check- pleasure. Oh, everyone, make sure you check out the Jibber Jabber podcast. Um, yes. and I don't think Kieran has any social media, so don't try find them. Um, don't. yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah, if you if you want to talk to Kieran, you have to go through us first. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, there'll be a lot more cohesion going forward with things. Yes. Um, we have started a, uh, a collective podcast between ourselves and you guys which is the witching hour um which we have i've got i've got some plans for uh, i've got some plans so yes there will be some more meetings to be had in the future um but yes i i can be found nowhere <laughs> love it <laughs> absolutely yeah well thank you everybody for listening check us out on instagram or email us 
everything coincidental Thanks. and then everything coincidental at gmail.com and yeah bye cool bye bye <laughs> <laughs>